Hello, welcome to Poppy Approved Movies. My name is Poppy. And I'm Sophia. In our podcast, we'll review and critique my favorite rated R movies. Movies that I wasn't allowed to watch until I turned 17. Every week, Sophia and I will watch a new rated R movie. And I'll see if Poppy's movies live up to the hype. Which of course they will. Today we're going to be watching The Shawshank Redemption. Before we begin, there will be spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie and don't want it to be spoiled, press pause and come back when you're finished. All right. So as you can see, we are in a new season and a new podcast format. (laughs) Welcome, Sophia. Hi, Dad. How are you? I'm doing good. So Sophia just turned 17. Just like Natalie, when she turned 13, we started doing PG-13 movies. Now Sophia's 17 and she can watch rated R movies. How do you feel? I'm excited. Why? Because there's so many movies. Yeah, there's so many good movies that are rated R. I've compiled a long, long list of Poppy-approved rated R movies. And we're going to start this week with The Shawshank Redemption. All right? All right. So we are making some changes from our PG-13 version of the podcast with Natalie. So if you're expecting it to be the same... Tough luck. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to do things a little bit different. So one of the big differences is we're not going to recap the whole movie. We're actually just going to do a quick synopsis. Hopefully you've seen it before. And then we'll move on from there. Then Sophia and I are going to analyze the movie. We're going to do character development. We're going to get in depth into the movie without the recap. All right? Sounds good. Let's do this. Let's do this. So what do you think of the movie in general? Shawsh- the Shawshank Redemption. I keep saying Shawshank Redemption. I, I forget the the all the time. Yeah, me too. So what did you think of it? I liked it a lot. It was such a good one to start with. I, I It was really, really good. Yeah, it's one of those movies that you don't run into too many people who are saying, oh, I didn't like that movie. And it's one of those very popular, very well-beloved movies. So what did you, you thought you liked it? I liked it a lot. I think it was like... I liked all the characters, and it was a good storyline, and things moved at a good pace, and it had a little bit of everything. Yeah, sure did. If you were going to give it a rating, one to five stars, what would you give it? Mm, 4.5. 4.5 stars. So not quite the perfect movie, but definitely really I don't good think one. I'll give anything five stars, though. Oh, really? Because I thought you gave uh, Inception a five star. Uh, emotions were running high when I made that decision. <laughs> I was deeply affected by that movie. You were deeply affected by this one, and as was I. So we both uh, we had to take a couple of pauses to go get tissues. But uh, it was so sad. It was sometimes. so sad. Yeah. All right. So let me go ahead and go over the the you know the details and a little bit of the synopsis, and then we're gonna get into some of the things about the movie. The Shawshank Redemption came out in 1994 with a runtime of two hours and 22 minutes. It's not streaming anywhere. We had to rent it on Amazon. 1994 was the big year, too. You know what other movie came out in 1994? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump came oh, out. Oh, yeah. It, that, that's the one that won over this movie, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It was written by Stephen King and Frank Darabont, and directed by Frank Darabont. Stephen King's a famous horror writer. He did the It movies. I know you haven't seen those movies, but... And although this, this wasn't a horror movie in the classic sense, it was pretty... I don't know. What do you think? You thought it was a horror movie? It was not a horror movie. I wouldn't say that. You know that it also was a novella, too? A novella? Yeah. On this movie? Yeah. Okay. It had a few changes, though. All the prisoners were a bit more criminal, let's more say. Criminal. Sure. Yeah. 
The main stars are Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman, and Bob Gunton. So here's a quick synopsis, and then we'll go into the story. The Shawshank Redemption is about a banker named Andy who was wrongfully imprisoned for the murder of his wife and her lover. At Shawshank Prison, he's alone and suffers abuse from both the guards and the inmates. Things get better for Andy when he begins helping the guards with their finances. He becomes best friends with Red and his crew of guys. Andy eventually becomes the warden's pseudo-accountant, helping him illegally launder money. Eventually, Andy can no longer take it and he escapes the Shawshank prison. He takes all the money that he's helped launder and implicates the warden and the guards for all the crimes. Andy goes to Mexico, where Red eventually joins him. And that was a fine ending right there. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, I think Sophia, the whole movie was, when is he going to die? How's he oh my gonna gosh, die? I thought Andy was going to die the entire movie. I was so scared for him. And in all reality, it would have made sense that he did die because, you know, he just kind of had a suffering situation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad it didn't turn out that way. I was so happy. It was <laughs> so good. I know. And then there's a lot of red herrings. There's the, mm-hmm. you know, him getting the rope at the end of the movie. And then they're like, oh, why did he get a rope? You I know thought I mean? it would end too abruptly if that happened, but I was still nervous. I'm like. Mm, they can probably do it. Yeah. But then he didn't die, so. Nah, he was a genius. All right. See, one of the biggest things about movies and and, uh, and even TV shows that I really get into, and I, I know we don't get into it very often, is character development. I think when you have a character in the movie that you like, like you start growing a relationship with that character and you want to see them do well or do poorly, depending on their behavior. So we're going to go over each character in the movie. Let's go ahead and begin with the main characters, with Andy. What do you think about Andy? I thought Andy was really cool. He kind of was very calm and collected a lot of the time, but he also was, like, very firm in his belief of his innocence and, like, staying as this good figure, a moral figure around the prison. He, like, worked to get change with the letters, with, like, ganking the new library and using this, like, kind of scammy thing he was going into to produce good for the prison system he was very dedicated throughout the whole movie he was he was a good guy right all around good guy he even blamed himself for the wife his wife's murder even though we know that he had nothing to do with the murder you know yeah but he felt like he kind of ran her off and he had a part in it oh i thought yeah he really cared about her he did and he she was her. a snake. She was a snake, a horrible cheating snake, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I liked him. You know, he seemed a little bit odd. He, socially, he didn't know where to belong or where to get. Especially like, at the beginning of the movie, he didn't know his place at all. No. It was kind of, I was kind of worried that he might be going a little bit, not exactly insane, but he was kind of, sounded like he was kind of getting a bit more desperate throughout the movie. I was worried something might happen there. Yeah, I do. I do like him. I think Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins, who's the actor who plays him, played him really well as just this kind of really odd figure, but at the same time, a stand up guy. So our next character we're going to go over is Red. What do you think about Red? I liked Red. He seemed like a decent guy. He kind of like owned up to everything. Like He's like, I did kill that person. Like that did happen. And I do regret it. And no one else did. And I thought like he took responsibility. Well, ish for what he did. Yeah. And he seemed, like, very wise, and he was, like, the fixer, and he could get stuff. And mm-hmm. he cared about Andy throughout the movie. He did. He seemed to have built a relationship with Andy. Although, in the beginning, Red bet against Andy as being the one who was going to cry <laughs> yeah. at night. And Andy didn't cry. He just had no emotions. <laughs> he was very, yeah, he's a little weird sometimes. A little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit stoic. <laughs> he's a little bit stoic, right. So, and uh, I like Red. Red's obviously played by Morgan Freeman. 
His voice is so cool. Yeah, he's in like a million commercials and TV shows and movies. He's famous. You've probably, if you you've heard his voice a million times, so. mm-hmm. and he's probably one of the best actors in our time. So, all right, next character, you're probably your favorite character, Warden Norton. What <laughs> the heck? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's the he's the guard, right? That worked with the no, the warden. Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't read it right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I disliked him very heavily. He was, he just abused his power in all ways possible. Tried to look like this stand-up guy with all the religion, the Bible and everything. But he was just, like, rotten to the core. He killed poor Tommy. Like, oh my gosh, he he really did not care about anything except himself in this money scheme. Right. It's funny because he started with this um, attitude of... uh of a Bible that the Bible is kind of like the leader of everything for him. And he was this religious man, but then even had religious quotes on his, you know, in, in his office, I know. but he was the most sinful person out of all the people there. So. It was so ironic. It was just, ugh, he annoyed me every time he was on the screen. Yeah. He's a good actor there. I mean, you make you want to hate him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He ended up killing himself. I was surprised. I didn't think he was going to. Yeah. You know, we talked about that and I think it was more like, he was such a hypocrite that he couldn't face people knowing it. Other than the mm. people in that prison, everybody thought he was the most amazing human, I bet. Yeah, I bet. With all his religion, especially when they started with the the library and everything. It seems right. like he was like changing this prison. And he for was the taking better. credit for it. Yeah. Yeah. His community thought that he was like this upstanding hero. Like just a firm man, a man of God, who uh who is, you know, a warden in a prison. And then for him to, like, when people realize how horrible he the is. The fall from grace would have been too much. I think so. I think he just couldn't take it anymore. And they, they also had it where it looked like he was going to shoot the... Yeah, I, I was wondering if that was going to happen. But he changed it last minute. Yeah, I wonder if he ever thought that or he was always going to kill. Although he put six bullets in the chambers. Yeah, I think he was like, he was prepared. And then I think he thought about it a bit more and realized yeah. that it wasn't going to help him. All right. The next person is Captain Hadley, the guard. I think I hated him the most. He's like, he didn't have much of a character because all he did was just be cruel to everyone. Just beat people to death. Like at the beginning, he killed that guy and he literally didn't have any other name except Fat. Fat Fish, right? <laughs> Fat, yeah. He wasn't, yeah. he was dehumanized like so bad and then he no was. one even cared when he died except Andy. Because they were like, why do you want to know his name? Even though like this was a human being. That they just witnessed, like, get beaten to death. And That's he was true. the only one who cared. Yeah, he only he was the only one. That, well, I guess he's never seen this. And I bet you mm. all those people have seen it over and over and over. He was the one who killed Tommy, too. Well, I mean, on the warden's orders. But. Yeah, he's the one who shot Tommy. Yeah. Like, he was just so cruel throughout the movie. It was just, I didn't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. He just seemed like a psychopath to me. Yeah. I, yeah, he did. He just seemed like a really... Really awful person. It's funny because you start thinking like you have these characters like Warden Norton or even Captain Hadley who, let's say they're in another movie, you can't help but go, I hate that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> that guy's awful. How could you like that guy? All right. The next character, Brooks. They called him Brooksy in the movie. Oh, my gosh. Try to keep it together, Sophia. Try to keep oh, it together. He made me so sad. Oh, my gosh. That was just depressing. He was one of my favorite characters. And I was just... He looked so, like, he looked like a cute grandpa. 
he just didn't want to leave. And then the whole part where he has to leave and the whole sequence leading up to his suicide was just so sad. He was yeah. so lost. He didn't know what to do with his life anymore. Yeah, so the whole movie is narrated by Red, mm-hmm. right? So the whole movie, Red is, Red is narrating the story. He's narrating Andy's life. Nobody else talks but him. Oh, as like a narrator, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Brooks becomes a narrator. And I know, he did. Yeah. And then he starts talking about how he lived in fear. He didn't know what to do with himself. He had this institutionalized. He talked about that, him yeah, being an institutionalized man. He was in jail for 50 years, right? That's so long. I mean, he was what? He's probably like 18, 19, 20, 21 when he went to jail, um, you know, when he was just a little punk kid. And then now, this whole life in jail. Yeah. Where he felt like he was an important man, a librarian. He was like educated, he uh, said. And he had that crow. He had, he the had crow. to set it free. He had to set the crow free. All right. And then, unfortunately, he doesn't commit suicide. Then you get to see it. And I go, okay, now we are in the R-rated world. You know what I mean? The Brooks was here above it. Uh, That was so, I felt so sad for him. That was just so saddening to me. Yeah, I agree. And I I find it interesting because in the book, he's not even like a major character or anything. He's like mentioned in passing. Like he doesn't have any focus in the book. His existence in this movie has to do more with institutionalization and living in fear. Yeah. And it's all in juxtaposition to Red. Yes. So when Red gets out of jail, he, he kind he of had goes, like the same sequence. Same sequence, got the same job, got the same apartment even. Yeah, I know. He <laughs> fought and Red. Yeah. And then when Red left, because Red decided, and one of our quotes is coming up, to get busy living. Or get busy dying. Right. And so what he decides to do is he decides not to kill himself. Although I think Andy gave him a bit of that hope. Yeah, I he think. did. Yeah, maybe. Because Red throughout the movie, he did go through some major character development. Because like he was telling Andy, like you gotta kind of accept this. Hope doesn't really have a place here. And yeah. then in the end, he took that leap and he looked for him. Yeah, and they found each other. Yeah, we're gonna talk about hope in general because that's kind of the main theme of the movie and how he changed and how Andy never did. Right, Andy never yeah, lost him. No. Although he had a secret. Kind of secret he was keeping the whole time. He never oh told anyone. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. That is funny. All right. So, what'd you think of Tommy? Uh, Tommy, poor Tommy. Like, he was a punk. He was younger than all of them. Yeah. But he wanted to change and he was on the road to change. Yeah. He, like, worked to get his diploma. He was worried about disappointing Andy, who almost took over as this, like, mentor figure for sure, him. Sure, definitely. Yeah. And, like, he got it. And then he was the key for Andy to, like, Learn that it wasn't him. Like, he was sure about his innocence, but with the alcohol and everything, uh-huh. this was, like, confirmation. And this was, like, his chance because he knew he was innocent, and this was his way to get out. Right. And then just all that to be shattered. He got his diploma. He, like, this was, like, going up to something huge. Like, Andy could get out. Tommy had, like, this new chance at life almost. He had only one year left in his prison and sentence. And then for it all to just be shattered when he was killed you like he was so loyal to the end the, the guy just kept asking him would you like be prepared to swear on your life that you yeah. know this and he's like andy's my dude he's 100 percent innocent yeah and then he just got riddled with bullets and i thought all that potential it was yeah. gone like he was transforming himself he wanted to change and yeah. he had the tools to do so yeah he did he did to me that was one of the most Funny characters because he was like this hot shot. And then yeah. 
He was going to change. Andy helped him change. And Andy didn't even like him at first. He said, can you help me? And he's like, stop wasting my time. Go away. He's like, I'm not, I'm not dumb. I'm not gonna, I'm not a loser. And then he's like, all right, well then you better come work every day. And they did for a whole year. They studied together. Mm -hmm. And then he did pass the test. At least he found out before he died. Right. I'm glad because he was like all down in himself. He's like, I failed this. I failed him. I wasted his time. C plus average. That's what he got. You know, still (laughs) passing, still passing. Still passing. Pretty good actually. Right. Who's your favorite character? Doesn't have to be any of those. It could be anyone. Could be the crow if you wanted to. I don't care. <laughs> the crow. Who's your favorite character? Uh for like the first part of the movie, I would have said Bricks. But overall, I think because we spend more time with him, I'd pick Andy. Andy. But I don't know. I think I just like Bricks a lot. He just kind of had a special place in, your in heart? my heart, and yeah. I just I, I don't know. I was really sad about him. But Andy, Andy was brilliant throughout the movie. Yeah, he was pretty good. And especially second half, he like he showed his everything. Yeah, and he played everybody. He yeah, played he everybody really did. End. No one expected it. Yeah, I mean, even the money laundering he was doing, he was doing it with the intention of stealing that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he even said himself, he said, "I never broke a law until I came to jail, and now I'm a crook." You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny. I would say my favorite character is Red. Red. Great. Yeah. Why? Why? Explain more. Well, I think he just backed him up. He was there for Andy. He took care of him. And then uh, more importantly, he just was the kind of guy who that you can talk to. The type of guy that you can actually be friends with. He was very non-judgmental throughout the whole thing. Yeah. He was very kind of like this calm, like comforting figure for everyone. All right. What was your favorite part of the movie? Oh, the escape sequence. Oh, that was the best <laughs> thing. The karma, everything came together. There was like so many foreshadowings red herrings throughout the whole movie that led up to this uh-huh. you could see it all in place there the imaginary person that he was bragging about like that was for him yeah, he had yeah. planned that put it all together the poster at the beginning when he carves his name and they go back to it to show that that's when he realized he was going to escape yeah the whole use of the posters it was just all beautiful yeah the yeah. Bible, he had it hidden in the Bible when the warden came and checked it. He was like so close to being caught if he had opened that Bible. And he didn't even freak out about it. Yeah, Because the warden had the Bible and he left with the Bible. He had to give it back. Yeah, and then he didn't even say anything. He could have said, oh, can I have my Bible back? But he didn't, right? Yeah. Because then that might have been fishy, you know? Uh-huh. But the warden turned around and gave it to him. So, And the Bible had the hammer in it the in whole time. Like, the hammer itself. He read it at the beginning. He's like, ha, you can't like ever escape with this. And yeah. then it turned out to be, no, I'm doing this. And he gave him the Bible. He gave him the Bible at the end. He put it in the safe so that guy could see that the Bible was the reason he got away. So mm-hmm. that was pretty good. I do like that part. That was a good part of it. It was just like, yeah, I think the whole movie was like building to there and I didn't even know it. And then it was just, it all came together. It was just perfect. Yeah. Next question. If you could change one thing about the movie, what would it be? This one is a bit hard. I haven't really like thought about it much. I don't know. It was like, it was so good for so many parts. I don't really know if there's like a specific part or thing I would change. No. So nothing? You wouldn't get rid of it? Uh, nothing really big. Right. I would change one thing. There was a scene, no, there's many scenes, where for the first two years, his life was hell, right? Yeah. He was, was being uh, raped by by That's other inmates. That's what I thought he was being um, Not that I would take that away because the suffering is part of mm-hmm. his character development, but he became friends with Red and his crew of friends during that time. Uh-huh. And they didn't stand up for him. 
Yeah, you know they kind of did let it just happen. They just let it happen. And now I obviously... It was like the guards who had to come in and save it him. It was the guards that stopped it when he was able to stop it. But when he was able to make friends with the guards, not friends, but when he curried their favor mm-hmm. by helping them with their finances, that's when those uh, rapists stopped because they almost killed him. You know, no, like, he could never walk. He could never walk again, and he couldn't. He couldn't eat out. Of, he was having to eat out like, of a straw. These were horrible people, but like they kind of saved him in a way. The guards did, yeah. Why didn't Red and his crew, and why couldn't they help him? Now I realize that maybe this group of uh, these rapist group, they maybe had bigger numbers. Maybe they had like a gang, and then those other guys were I just mean, a group like, of people. Some of those people, like Rex and Red, they're kind of older. Yeah, but then they had some younger guys with them, too. Well, they're not younger guys, but they were, of it, you know, mm-hmm. not too bad. But I didn't like how they didn't have... I would have preferred if they he didn't make friends with Red until after the guards had stopped it. Although it wouldn't have made sense with the storyline. Mm-hmm. But I would have been like... Not that Red's going to stop the fighting, but maybe one of those other guys knows another guy or... Like, just to stick up for him in, yeah. like, any sense. And, it didn't, and they never did. They yeah, never did. I they mean, just, they are criminals. Like, you can't look after everything. No, but they were friends. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. Yeah. No, I can totally see what you're saying. Because it was like he was almost part of their group, and they kind of just left him to the wolves there until yeah. it resolved itself. Right. All right. One of the biggest things that I, you know have noticed is that I quote movies all the time, and you don't necessarily you know do. that I'm quoting movies. Yeah. And so I wanted to bring up a couple of the quotes that I really liked about this movie. I don't think I've ever said these quotes. Maybe I have to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not part of my regular vernacular. But They're maybe. a bit longer than some. Some yeah. of the other ones are just a little bit silly and short, so it's easy to incorporate in everyday speech. All right. First of the two quotes is, I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. Kind of, that's when Andy left mm-hmm. and Red was by himself, lonely. Although he had his friends, but he... Andy was his buddy. They were best friends. They turned best friends there. Yeah. I like that quote. I think it's really pretty. It's like some people are kind of like destined for this greatness. And like either they're going to get suffocated by this own greatness depending on their environment or what they're in. Or they're going to spread their wings and like move on to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. To be Mm -hmm. bigger than that. Maybe this is what's going to happen to you and your sister when you guys move away to college. (laughs) Oh, I the hope feathers so. are too bright, and you'll leave me and mom all by ourselves. <laughs> I really, I really hope that I'm hiding some bright feathers in there. No, they're not hiding them. They're nice and bright. Everybody can see them. Anyone around you that has their eyes open can see them. So, all right. The second one is get busy living or get busy dying. Well, I think that one's definitely the truth of the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of like a like carpe diem. You know, seize the day. We gotta. Mm. Take the day and, and enjoy it while we still have it. So There's like a point where you can't just be wallowing in, I don't know, pity or like anticipation where you actually have to make a choice. Yeah. Indecision something I struggle with, but like this is true. Like you got to make things happen or it's never going to work out. You're just going to be stuck. And sometimes that's worse than either result. Yeah, for sure. All right. The theme of the movie, and I wanted to kind of go over it, uh, is hope. So tell me what you felt about Hope in this movie and how they portrayed it in the story. I think that Andy was like almost like a symbol of hope throughout the movie. Like a lot of the other prisoners, like Brooks and Red, they had almost come to like this like realization or like 
thought that they were never going to escape. Like they talked about how they were institutionalized right. and how like almost like it's kind of too late for us and type of thing. Right. And like Red is like even to Andy, he's like, you can't have this hope. Like it's a dangerous of this thing. Life. Yeah, hope is a dangerous thing. That's one of the things he said. And like. Andy didn't care. Like, he moved throughout the movie. Like, he moved to get the library done. They're like, don't send those letters. Like, nothing's ever going to change. Yeah. He kept at it throughout the movie. They told him to stop sending letters, and he started sending two a week. Yeah. He, like, got things done. And, like, he believed in himself throughout. Like, even towards the end, like, he was getting a little bit down with everything that happened. But I feel like that only, like, made his resolve stronger when you see the outcome of everything. Right. Like, he said, I want to go to this island. I want to do this thing. I'm going to get out of here, and I am innocent. Yeah. And he did just that. He made everything come true. And then, like, with all that, he was able to show Red and pass that hope to him. Right. Because Red was almost like, He gave up. Yeah. He, like, completely gave up. Even at that parole meeting at the end, he's like, do whatever you want. He's like, it doesn't matter anymore. He was struggling similarly to Brooke. He had like a very similar mindset. Right. But because Andy was able to give him that hope, you know, he was able to like find it in himself. And when he sees that rock and he gets that chance, you can tell like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to give this a chance. I'm going to hope for like this good life for myself. Did you feel he was going to? So there's a scene where Red is at a pawn shop. There's a gun there and a compass mm-hmm. and he bought the compass did you think he was gonna buy the gun no when andy had told him to do that when to go to that hayfield whatever thingy yeah i felt like red this is red's best friend and like he was depressed after he left sure. i don't think he was ever going to kill himself without seeing what his friend's like almost final message was to him sure sure okay yeah i did like it it's kind of one of those things where uh hope is the most important thing Yeah, it allowed everything to happen. And it just culminated in that beautiful conclusion. It was everything. Yeah. What do you feel about the ending of the movie? The ending was so beautiful. I was so happy. After everything that happened, after he escaped, to see them. Because I was worried that the movie was going to end with him just driving and me not knowing if Andy was alive or if Fred was going to ever find him in this small town that I can't pronounce the name to. Cihuatanejo. It's in Mexico. And, like, at the ending, the beach was there. And they were going next, going to each other, probably to embrace. And they were going to embark on their new life together. And it was great for both of them. They were going to rent a hotel and they were going to do charters out for fishing on the boat, right? He would have been the guy. <laughs> it would have been the two of them would have been on the boat. Yeah, that would have been pretty good. I just thought, like, what a wonderful ending! Like yeah. the upliftingness of it. Like it was a, it was a happy ending. Like this happy, just plain good ending that showed, like, yeah, they completely triumphed. They went through a lot throughout this movie, and people didn't make it to the end. But like these two, they had each other, and in the end, they were able to have a happy ending. Yeah, that's true. Not going to run into too many happy endings in R-rated movies. I feel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I was so... Like I was telling you, I, I really thought Andy was going to die throughout the whole movie. You know, I think like when you're like younger, PG movies, when you're little, everything has to have a happy ending. Yeah. When you're 13, same thing. You're like, you know, things should happy have a happy ending. When you're rated R, they're trying to make it feel more like realistic or more lifelike. Mm-hmm. And then Sometimes you kind of Sometimes you just don't. Get a happy Sometimes life isn't. Yeah, most time Sometimes life. Sometimes the lesson isn't even 
in happiness. It's just... Yeah. The suffering of the world. The suffering of the world. All right. Last question. Final question of the day. Would you recommend this movie? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I would recommend it so much. So if your homegirls are like, Sophia, do we want to watch a movie? What movie should we watch? You would tell them this movie? Um, it's a bit intense sometimes. <laughs> uh, maybe younger viewers wouldn't want to watch this quite yet. But uh. I think it's like a really good movie that's like so chock full of emotions. And it ends, it ends pretty good. And I think that, yeah, it's like a pretty... A pretty good movie for anyone to watch. All right. Well, I want to agree with you. That's why we made it the first movie. I, I don't know how many people, people are like, oh, you're going to do a podcast with Sophia when she turns 17? I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it alternately. So as we talked about in our little teaser before, it's going to be uh, Sophia one week, and then Natalie next week we will still do the PG-13 movies, and then Sophia back again the week after. So we're going to do it alternating weeks. But a lot of people are like, what movie are you going to do with Sophia? What's your first movie? And I would say, Shawshank Redemption. It's like, oh, that's a great movie. I love that movie. And it's on TV all the time, so people watch it all the time. I'm glad you started with this one. Yes. Our next week's movies, uh, you already started watching a little bit of it, so we're going to end up watching it. Dang it, AP Psych. Yeah. <laughs> they showed it to you in high school. I don't know you should have done that in high school, but whatever. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Poppy Approved Movies. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. We put out an episode every Monday. We know that Poppy loves these movies, but do you? Please email us your movie rating and review at poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. That's poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. No spaces, no caps. We'll begin our episodes with reading one of your reviews. So every week this is what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to put it out to you guys. We want to hear your guys' reviews, your thoughts, your ratings. Email us, and then we will actually read it at the beginning of the next episode. So next week, Natalie will be back, and we'll be watching Dirty Dancing. And I'll be back in two weeks to watch The Breakfast Club. I'm Poppy. And I'm Sophia. See you next time. Bye!